Hi, I'm Uma. And I'm Parisa, and welcome back to our podcast, Two Bookish Girls. Today we are going to be reviewing and discussing One of Us is Lying by Karen M. McManus. Okay, so I honestly thought this is probably one of the best YA mystery books. books or YA books that I've ever read. You I mean you will never get tired of it. And I think it was it, it was amazing. The plot you nobody would have guessed it. And it's it's so complex and it's a way that it's are, complex, but it's also very easy to follow along to. Mm-hmm. I think the right I think that she was she's an amazing writer. And it's the way that she will balance four different points of views. Yeah. And you'll get such a collective story about everyone, but at the same time the story is advancing. Like so you there learn are more. four different plot lines and each of them are detailed and yeah and you know their emotions at like all the time and you get to know the characters as if they're your own and you get to form your own suspicions so i think this is probably one of the best books i've read so um this is going to be a little different from our normal book reviews because normally we just get jumped in we jump into like the review but i feel like today would be better to start talking about the characters a little bit to get a little bit of a background a little bit of insight on what's going to happen in the story it it makes more sense if you know who these characters are yeah because on a side note I think McManus is a very talented author because she oh, yeah. takes four different storylines and kinds of kind of groups it together to make an even bigger storyline and it all makes sense at the end. Yeah. And I think she's very talented. Okay, so these four characters are all stereotypes, but at the same time they break the stereotypes in every way. It's yes. really weird, but you'll see how it is. Okay, number one, Bronwyn Rojas. She is the class brain, you know, the goody two shoes. A p- piano shoes. Huh. I don't know, but what is that? Sorry, there's a bit of construction <laughs> near us. Okay, but she's like the class brain, and you know she is really smart, and she tries to stay out of trouble and detention yeah. and stuff. Going uh, mindset on Yale. She plays the piano. She's very studious yes. and very hardworking. And then we have Addie Prentice, the most popular girl in school. She fits a stereotype, you know. She has she, her she boyfriend. Really, she does. I mean, he's very controlling. His name is Jake. I think out of all four characters, she might be the most stereotyped, but at the same time, she's not. I don't think any of the characters are really stereotyped. Yeah, and, like, they they try to make it seem like Addie's, like, the perfect person. She's, like, popular. She has a boyfriend, you know, all of that. And her life is really good socially in high school. But at the same time, her home life is pretty messed up. You know, her mom, a lot of broken relationships there, and her sister. It's, like, very vain, and she's just trying to connect it all together. Next, we have Cooper Clay, the jock. Amazing baseball player, but his um, at-home life isn't the best. His dad mm-hmm. is always pushing him, pushing him, pushing him, and to the point where it can become bad sometimes, you know? Yeah. And then we have Nate McCauley, a druggie or criminal, whatever you want to call it. He's a juvenile delinquent who is suspected to be dealing drugs, and he also has a pretty complicated home life, as you would see with most delinquents and criminals his mom is suspected to be dead and it's his home life is very messy but he finds and it's the way that you think these guys are it hurt his dad's is like really rich and you know he's just trying to act out because of authority no he's actually as you'll find out later i mean he's doing these things for his father he's trying to you know make sure he gets better or just also because Nate has been raising himself in his own house and sometimes I know this is probably not the best way to do it but he had to go outside the law to earn money because there was no one there to support Mm -hmm. him and yeah and then next we have Simon Keller 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 I think he's Jewish oh I don't know but I feel like that was the thought that popped into my head 
So he runs the school's gossip app that shares all the students in in Bayview High. That's the school. All their all their personal lives and. It is never wrong. That app is never wrong. It's called About That. Um, it, a single blog post has never been wrong. And somehow Simon knows all the tea and yeah, all somehow. the gossip. I don't know. All the time. And it's like always 100%. And it's become instant talk of the town. That has probably caused so many problems everywhere. I, I think I can imagine yeah. like if at my school that was a thing. I'd bruh, be terrified. I'd be so terrified. I'd never like, like make a move out of place. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how we got that information, but if that happened at my school, I'd be like, "Oh my god!" I mean, I it'd want... be kind of interesting, but I I would be very scared, and yeah. I don't I don't I I don't, I don't think want my deepest that... secrets leaked. Yeah, not no. that I have any like harmful secrets. Yeah, but if if I did, I would not want them leaked. Yeah, and sometimes just the stuff that you don't want to get out is eh, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So well. Now we can get into the summary. Basically, it starts when all five of these students, Simon, Addie, Bronwyn, Cooper, and Nate, are placed into detention by Mr. Avery. This detention is for them have supposedly sneaking phones into their bags, even though they claim that those are not their phones. And, they, and, they sh- and they'll show their own phones for proof. Yeah. They'll be like, Her, I have my phone. Mr. Avery's your stereotypical yeah. old guy teacher. I he hate social media, media and modern I'm going to put you in detention anyway, even though it's clear that you did nothing wrong. Yeah. And so he tasks them in detention to write an essay about how social media is ruining like, children's if, lives. and Like American teenagers. Yeah. Uh, so, so when Simon can't find his water bottle, he takes a glass and... From the drinks, sink yeah, at the back of the lab. Water. I'm sorry. I just have to go into detail a bit. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay. Yeah. I don't know why I just said that. So, there was a car crash that... Suddenly, there's, like, a collision outside, like, the parking lot. They're like, oh, God. Oh, oh, Lord. And no one was paying attention to Simon while he was drinking from that cup of what When they look back at him after the car crash is, you know, done, he they look and see that he's having a massive allergic reactions. So, they all try to look... wheezing, the yeah, works. Yeah, it's terrible. And they all frantically try and look for an EpiPen, but they're they're all gone i mean it's it's a mad rush with like a lot of kids and you know they are high school kids and now there's obviously more attention towards allergy awareness and stuff Mm -hmm. but they might not have known so you know first it's a struggle and then they go try they're like okay wait look at his backpack look here and there and they 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 couldn't find simon's epipen it was gone and they looked in in the nurse's office for some epipens and all of the epipens epipens are epinephrine so it's kind of like an adrenaline that kind of boost your system kind of gets you awake i think um, everybody knows what epipens are <laughs> no actually nobody knows that epipens are epinephrine i think her parents are really? doctors so that's why she probably knows i know because um you're educated i'm a nerd no you're not it's okay it's, it's a compliment it is a compliment uh where were we a few days later all the four of them are called into the main office because they're all they were they were all there they were the only four people in the room in when detention. simon died yeah Mm-hmm. So apparently, they're trying to get over Simon's death, but I'll, honestly, I don't think a lot of people were that upset about Simon's death. Yeah, because he, he really leaked, wasn't that close. Also, he, also, he leaked all their personal information. I, I like everybody's person, mm-hmm. personal information, and just made the whole school like a war zone. So, and they they're also they're also suspects of this quote unquote crime or murder because they all have a reason to kill Simon. Like Simon was gonna leak all their secrets. And yeah, but so, they deny. Having... Okay, so yeah, 
being featured on his blog or having any problems towards him. So basically, Simon's cause of death was that he ingested a large amount of peanut oil and um, peanut oil right before he died. Meaning and he's that he's allergic to peanuts. And this is probably pretty well known. Or, you know, it would be yeah. more well-known because, you know, I know which kids in my grade have peanut allergies because they, it, you'll, you'll understand, like, hey, can you have peanuts or not? And we're not allowed to have peanuts anymore around them. So it was probably pretty well-known. And nobody swallows a bit of peanut oil and then has water. And it was yeah. obviously Simon who didn't do it. So what happened? Obviously Simon who, who didn't, didn't do, do it. it. So what happened? And no one knows how it happened. So they all deny ever being featured on his blog or having any problems for once and has mm-hmm. Uma said, but they all have secrets that they will do anything to protect. And this is their motive. Mm-hmm. That's all, why the they are four all, of them all have secrets. So that's why they're all separately called down to the police station to be after, questioned about this. After and, unpublished blog posts from Simon's site yeah, about are, them are, are revealed. Yeah, so... Therefore, secrets. Bronwyn stole tests from a teacher's Google Drive. Yeah, she was really struggling, so I guess she just had to do yeah, that. Yeah, she had to Nate, keep her straight A status on yeah. a chemistry test. Nate is an avid drug dealer. And Cooper is supposedly using steroids to enhance his baseball performance, but Cooper is relieved that this secret his is real false. secret is not getting out and that his secret is false. But he's also really confused because at the same time, Simon is never wrong on about yeah. that. And um, Addie cheated on her boyfriend with a student named TJ. Keep in mind, Addie's boyfriend, I'm not going to say cheating is right or anything, but Addie's boyfriend, Jake, is probably one of the most controlling characters in the entire series. I definitely don't like him. He controls how she dresses. And, you know, he's just really bad track record for romance. Um, So they are all, because of this, they're all suspects for his murder. Okay, stop now, and let's try to think of who did it. So, when I first read the book, I said Bronwyn, because she is the smartest of the group, and I feel like she would be the one to have the smartness, and her family is pretty wealthy. She would have the both the intelligence and the wealth to pull the murder off, and she had the best motive, because, you know, she wants to get into Harvard, and... Yale, oh, I mean. Yeah, sorry, she wants to get into Yale or an Ivy League, and when you see something jeopardizing your dream, God knows you, the lengths that people will go to. It's really surprising. I actually didn't know who did it. I just knew it wasn't one of the four because I think it'd be a little bit too predictable per se. Uh, so I don't. I don't think. I think the author could have done better than just having one of the four suspects be it. It, it had to be some other person. I didn't think it was any of the four. Yeah. 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 Okay, so these secrets really didn't, they were just kind of going to be contained to Bronwyn, Nate, Cooper, and Addie, but somehow they got out, and the fallout is disastrous. Bronwyn has to come clean to her parents about cheating. Nate stops dealing drugs and tells all of his, you know, what are, the people they, around him. What are they called? I um, forget. Um, they're called... Um, he tells people that he... His oh, clients he's, that he's, yeah, he's going to no stop longer, doing drugs. He's no longer dealing drugs. Cooper, there's a lot of... There was like, it does he do stories? Does he not? But Cooper he continues not, to deny it because yeah, he, he actually doesn't. And Addie, should we tell them his real secret or not? Yeah, we'll we'll tell them in a bit. Okay. And Addie and Jake break up after yeah. Jake finds out about the cheating. Oh. 
shaking the table. I'm sorry. What are they doing over there? We don't know, guys. It's called construction. Yes. Um. Uh. Where were we? But during this time, Nate and Bronwyn start, start to talking. get close. Yeah, they start dating, but yeah. secretly. It's it's so cute. I I it think is, their though. relationship. And it's not stereotypical. Yeah. The, like the really wealthy, rich, and you could say goody two shoes. You know, she's always trying to stay yeah. on the right side of things. And Nate. Like, Even though Nate is a juvenile kid. delinquent, yeah. he's actually very, very respectful. He's yeah, he's probably he's my favorite character in the entire series. We'll 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 get to that later. We'll get mm-hmm. to why later, but I'm not gonna reveal my. Reveal and my Nate and Bronwyn, they're not supposed to start talking to each other because the lawyers are like, don't make alliances, this and that. Don't try to yeah, get close to each then, other. And then they're all like psych, and they all yeah. band together. But that's a little later. Anyways. Yeah. Um, the next day, the cafeteria is plunged into chaos as her secrets are spilled from the loudspeaker. Um, all that stuff gets out. And so, so whoever didn't already know does. Yeah. So Maeve finds a way to hack into Simon's... God, you missed, like, three parts. Um, no. Yeah, I know, but you had to, like, introduce me. Oh, okay, Bronwyn's sister, Maeve. <laughs> and her, they go to the library. Sorry, I'm kind of a stickler for, like, the rules. Just, just they go to the one. library and May finds a way to hack into a war. What is this? <laughs> finds a war to hack into Simon's old app. I find a way. Okay, so she hacks into Simon's old app using public co- computers. And yeah, there is an encrypted file in the queue, and Simon's username is connected to a series of strange posts on the forum 4chan. And this forum has a lot to do with gun violence and mm-hmm. you know school shootings and how basically simon agreed with a lot of these things and he thought like they should have gone down simon as you will tend as you will learn was definitely i don't really know like the correct term to use but he was very no, his head was not in the right place yeah his head was so filled with hate because he was constantly ostracized from his entire school you know he has to buy votes to be prom king or whatever yeah he and had also to, he devotes a lot of his time to a gossip app and for what yeah and i feel like his gossip app was the is a reason he wanted to be relevant and stuff and so in in some way he he really wanted to be you know one of the popular yeah. kids as much as he criticized them. everybody knew who simon was but nobody really liked him yeah, honestly, because you know, he, I don't know if I would have liked him either. If I he, don't if think he, I would have either. If he I'm, leaked I'm, all my secrets, I, I would not that. be a fan of that man. Um, the next morning, a newspaper article affirms that Bronwyn Cooper, Addie, and Nate are officially persons of interest connected to this crime. They're called the Bayview Four. That's yeah. their name around the media, and they get very. Now is where they get really media famous, and the media becomes another part um, of their yeah. romance. And so Nate and Bronwyn just protect each other for from the harassment of the crowd and all that. Yeah, because they're not really supposed to be with each other and be seen with each other, so they try to protect each other and their romance because, you know, that can come under yeah. under scrutiny definitely when it gets out into the public. And Addie, after being cut off from her popular friends, they're like, oh, my God, you cheated, this and that. And those girls are really bad, trust me. Yeah. And um, Addie befriends Janae, Simon's one of his only friends, I'd say. Yeah, or probably yeah. his only friend. Um, as we talked about, Simon used to hang out in forums that glorified gun violence and mass shootings. So, and that, I think I was probably one of 
this is where you start to see Simon Keheller as a real person. Before, we used to see him as, you know, oh my god, he's a poor kid with peanut allergy that nobody really likes. And then we tried... This, and then you see this him. This actually shows Simon's true colors. In a different light, and shows yeah. shows that he's not, like, the great kid that everybody knows. Mm-hmm, and well, everybody, at least the reader. Yeah. We know. Okay. So, evidence starts to mount against Bronwyn when an old comment she wrote on Simon's page comes back to life. It was, like... Um, F you, Simon, or something, because he had written a nasty expose about her sister Maeve and one of her drunken yeah. nights. So it was, and honestly, at this point, I was like, I knew it. Bronwyn did it. But then there was a bunch of pages left in the book, and I was like, shoot, okay, maybe Bronwyn didn't do it. So, yeah. Um, so uh, I think right now is the time to reveal his secret. Yes. Cooper is part of the LGBTQ community. He is gay. And, uh, and he nobody knows yet, and he's relieved that Simon did not reveal his real secret. So it's also the fact that his father is homophobic, yeah, and I is. don't think yeah he's very homophobic. He's very be a stickler, marry a girl, go into the MLB, you know. Yeah, Cooper and that's, loves baseball, and that's but. why Cooper is not stereotypical at all. A gay baseball player. Who would have thought? Because there is definitely a lot of scrutiny. I love how that being a straight baseball player is such a stereotype and yeah like being gay is out of the norm i don't know but there's definitely a lot of stigma around that which i don't think there should be i feel yeah. like everybody should be open to their sexuality and you see what happens and it's a sad truth what happens to cooper yeah. and his baseball offers and after he visits his male lover chris he is proof of cooper being gay yeah. makes its way to the he is outed yeah by social media yeah and that's and it, it gets yeah, to the school, terrible. and it gets to the media, and a lot of his scholarships and his offers just go away. Yeah. Because um, what? It's not the, like he got any yeah. worse. They didn't. But he should rem- be able to come out on his own terms. It, they didn't remove them after else's. the steroids. They removed them after it was outed that he was gay. Yeah. It's not like he got any worse. It's just he got... He, what's the big deal? What is the big deal that he likes males and not females? I don't know. I. It was. It was very... It was, it was bad. And so all of these events inadvertently caused the Bayview Four to band together kind of as a squad to try to yeah. find out who actually killed Simon freaking Kaheller. Um, and then Mikhail Powers, he is another reporter in the media. And something to remember about Mikhail Powers is he is a part of the LGBTQ community. So mm-hmm. he is very furious when this whole thing comes down with Cooper and, you know, him being added by the media, and he starts a lot of backlash. Yeah. And he's like, stop doing this. you got to think he's about... furious. Yeah. However he got added, it yeah. was terrible. And he's like, this is supposed to be their, you it's know... It's supposed to be An investigation. It's supposed to be there. And you're bringing their personal life into this. Why? And he really calls out the media, which I really love. Stan Mikhail Powers for Clear Skin. Okay, so... Nate, after after finding evidence in Nate's locker and at his house, he gets arrested in connection for the murder. And they find even, EpiPens in his locker, just to clarify. Yeah, even though he had nothing to do with it. So, uh, Bronwyn calls, which, who did she call? The lawyer? Uh, Bronwyn calls, I forgot this guy's name, I'm pretty sure it was Eli or something. And Bronwyn calls, you know, him instead of, because we know that Nate is not really um, the most financially yeah. stable person. And so, Bronway, Bron, Bron, Bronway, sorry. Bronway, guys. <laughs> Bronway. 
Her new name is Bronwyn. Yeah, Bronwyn it has it has enough money. She's financially yeah in a good place. But it's also it's it's a Bronwyn scrambles and she has to bring Nate's mother together with a local pro bono lawyer. His name is Eli Kleinfelter, who can represent Nate better because you know because Nate is not yeah. Um, and Bronwyn knows that now. Nate is innocent because at this point yeah. they've become pretty close, and she knows his kind of his truest secrets. And Cooper and Addie, they're obviously not as close as Bright Bronwyn and Nate are, but they know that he didn't. He he's definitely been framed, but they're also kind of relieved at the same time. Like I would be to be off the hook in a sort of I sense. I would be as well. I mean, it's stereotypical. He's supposedly a drug dealer she he's, yep. he's a criminal record a comes criminal from a record. bad area bad so family I could, maybe, maybe i could see why they would have thought but he was definitely framed for it he didn't have to do anything with have anything to do with it but i think um nate's secret was probably the least out of all of them i feel like nate had the least pressing secret but then again i don't know about the whole juvenile detention thing okay um the Murder Club, well, now we call them the Murder Club. The Bayview 4, Bayview 3 now, because, you know, Nate is in jail. They comb through the old About That post, and they spot a detail that none of them recognize, but Addie does. She's like, because it, it become, I don't know what it was, but I'm pretty sure it was like an inside joke to her and Jake or something. And um, so she's like, hold on, wait was Jake involved in this somehow? Yeah. Or did Jake ever tip Simon or so something? So she's pretty shaken up by whatever yeah. that she saw. But um, on the other hand, because, you know, this is four POVs, Cooper, with his friend Luis's help, tracks down um, the cars that um, were... The car that that crashed while dur- during the day that Simon uh, died. And um, he discovers that it belongs to... Another high school student, what's his name? Um, Sam Barron. So apparently Sam Barron was paid $1,000 by, by Simon Keheller himself to cause a car crash in the parking lot that fateful day. Yes. But um, he doesn't know why. He was just paid $1,000, no questions asked. Honestly, if for $1,000 I just had to make some boom boom with my car, I would do it. <laughs> okay, um, I was just saying, I was mouthing something to her on the side. Mm. Yeah, Uma. Uma. Yeah, okay. Uma is my uh, anchor to society. Whatever. Okay. Um, um, where were we? Okay. So basically, we know about Chris. Chris is now Cooper's yeah. male lover now that he's outed and stuff. So one day, they're all hanging out at a coffee shop, and Cooper brings Chris in for a fresh pair of unbiased eyes. Yes. Um, and so Chris looks at the evidence, and he's like, "I feel like Simon committed suicide." So, and this was the, the turning point, turning in, the book. point in the book. I did not, definitely did not the see this coming. holy crap moment. And, yeah. <laughs> and Jake is supposedly an accomplice of some sort of this event. And Addie's very unsettled by this news because, you know, he's her ex-boyfriend. And, yeah. And she's very, I mean, again, she obviously loved him. This. Yeah, she did. Um, she goes to Janae's house one day and... Janae comes clean about everything and everything that she knew. And mm-hmm. Janae shows and finds um, Simon's manifesto to Addie. Mm-hmm. She's like, this and this and this. And Simon's manifesto basically states how he wanted... He wanted to ruin... He wanted to he, die ruining other people's lives. Yeah, basically. It was... Detailing... It was like it detailed his desire to 
make sure the school would never forget his name and his name you know it would he i mean he bring down four people in an unforgettable way america wouldn't forget his name you know he was trying to glorify mass shooting and in one of his threads he was like i i i get the whole mass shooting thing at first but it's been overused the idea has been used far more than often so if i'm gonna go out i'm gonna go out with a bang i'm gonna do it some way that nobody else yeah has ever seen i'm gonna bring down four of the most influential people at our school with me so this way it won't only be my life it'll be others yeah and this whole murder investigation brought so much media yeah that's true and on a side note not really on a side note we're just going to continue with the summary uh uh ron no addy and janae who is with her yeah. uh they want to they, they 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 strive to get some proof that Jake was involved in Simon's death by try trying to get him talking on the speaker. But so, then because Addie's phone Addie's phone went off, Jake we forgot to tell them that Jake went to Janae's house. Okay, so basically what happened is they were like, Shoot, we need some proof, you need to go to the cops. Like, if you have all of this and Janae's like, Well, I'm gonna look like I'm guilty. But she was really only a role player because she was scared a bit. Yeah. And so, so basically at the perfect time, that. Jake shows up at the house. Yeah. So she gave you a little insight on that. As I was saying, uh, Jake finds out that they were trying to record him and then he attacks uh, Addie and tries to kill her. But she, but Addie is saved by Cooper. I love Cooper. That was his big dog moment. Yeah. He was like, yo, you ain't not touching my friend or his best friend or whatever and um so basically after this evidence comes to light nate is released but um he has because his whole life is like you know i have to do all these things for so many people mm-hmm. and he felt like he didn't deserve yeah he being didn't. saved and so he kind of moves down mm-hmm. like a rabbit hole and he retreats back into his shell he's like i don't think i deserve you people i don't think i deserve yeah. anything for me, and I, I, I don't think that's correct. So he gets kind of... Yeah. So Addie's sister, Ashton, that's her name? Yeah. Uh, offers for Addie to move in with her, and Addie obviously accepts, so they move in together. And after that, Nate breaks up with Bronwyn, and Bronwyn dates another guy. I forget. Uh, yeah, I, it, was, it was the guy that she uh, had originally liked at the beginning of the novel. Yeah, but she did not, she didn't, I for, we forgot his name, but she did not consider their relationship serious and all, and she still, she still loved, she still liked Nate, um, but, yeah, but after, after Bronwyn's piano recital, uh, Nate goes to see, Bronwyn finds Nate waiting outside and asks her if um, they could be friends again, and he asked her on a, like a movie day as friends, if not something more than yeah, that. Yeah, and Bronwyn, Bronwyn really reveals that, hey, I'm sorry, I don't think that we could go back to dating right back as it was because you really broke me. And as a person, mm-hmm. I loved you with all of my heart and I gave everything that I had into saving you. And you just said no. You kind of retreated. You said no with the heart. You were like, no, <laughs> no with the heart. Sorry, I had to throw a little bit of lingo in there. And so they basically reconcile as friends only. And this is because of Addie, you know, yeah. our queen. She she um, persuades Bronwyn to, I mean, she persuades Nate to go see Bronwyn. And this was really something that was important to her, mm-hmm. San Diego Symphony, which is huge. So, yeah. 
Okay, so now, now we're gonna move on to moving on to moving on to some discussion discussion questions. Uh, so first off, um, do we think this was more of a slow burn novel or no? Um, I think this novel was a very fast paced um book. Are you, are you I think I didn't. Okay, actually, um, I think it was fast paced. I okay, there was definitely a lot of information coming you all at once but i would still say by fast paced i mean the author knows how to keep you engaged engaged definitely but i would say the novel is definitely more of a slow burn because we realize what happens only in the last couple of chapters you realize it's just because of the plot twist but but if you the evidence really like boils that. down i say it was slow burn but at the same time it's fast paced i don't really know how to describe this novel it's it's different okay um Okay, who do you think did it at the beginning? We talked about this earlier, so what do you think? I think Bronwyn. Let me get more into why Bronwyn Rojas. First of all, she is very... Honestly, if I had to turn into a Harry Potter house, and be Slytherin. Yeah, yeah. Would be Slytherin or Ravenclaw. Am I still on this? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it'd be Slytherin or Ravenclaw. Probably, but I think more Slytherin because I, I see she her She is as... so ambitious. She is so driven. And when her secret came out, I was like... That is the secret I would strive to protect the most. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if it had anything to do with actually everything had them to had to do with my future, but especially if it was something Bronwyn like that secret, I definitely want to. And feel it's it. the way that her money it's her money her definitely money. plays out. Um, her family has the amount of wealth that they could have gotten her amazing lawyer. They could have like mm-hmm. debunked all these claims. And who would have thought that Bronwyn Rojas, uh, Rojas, upstanding citizen. Um, her family, you know, they're good people and they have money. Who would have thought that she would have done it versus Nate, the druggy criminal who's always high, who deals drugs. His parents are alcoholics. His mom is gone. He raises himself. He was more likely to do it than Bronwyn. And that's what people thought. That was perception. um, I didn't think it was any of the four, but if I thought... If I ever thought it'd be one of the four, it would it would probably be Bronwyn for those reasons. But I thought that'd definitely be too predictable. Um, I kind of knew that anybody who uh, hated the one one of the four people, one of them might have done it, or just not one of the four people because that'd be way too predictable. Um, I Honestly, think the author is better than that. At some point, I was like, "Who does it?" And then I met Janae. I was like, "Maybe it was Janae." Maybe she loved I thought him. maybe it was Jake. Goodbye. Could have been Jake. He was so controlling, but I don't know why it would have been Jake, because Jake definitely wanted to see her outed. Yeah. By the way, Jake knew about um, her cheating and everything long before, and that's why he agreed to help Simon. Yeah, I knew Jake probably had something to do with it, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you want to read another book by this author? I definitely would. I think she's a very talented author. I actually am going to. I, I is next. I'm, I, I, I bought it. I bought it, and I it's been sitting on my bookshelf for I think three weeks. But I am going to read it. Yeah, I was I was gonna read it. I never got around to though. But that's definitely on my TBR. She's very very talented. Honestly, go check out all of her books. And if you're listening to this without reading One of Us Is Lying, I think we did a pretty good job. And at also, if reviewing you're listening it. to this without reading One of Us Is Lying, why? 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 What? Like at this point too? Like you know the entire book. So um. What did you think about the plot twist? Oh my god, I did not see that coming. I was so surprised. I was so... Honestly, I thought, okay, it could have been one of the four. But then I thought, okay, maybe it's somebody like, else. Literally, in the beginning of the book, okay, it could have been Simon. Like, oh, 
Would you look at that? It was Simon. And I, I, whatever I thought, it was definitely not that Simon yeah. killed himself for that reason and yeah, it all was of that. completely unpredictable. I yeah. love that. But I didn't, I mean, okay, I didn't. You know, yeah, you didn't love you know that. What I, but you know what I think. It was definitely a very good. It was a very good plot twist. It's not real. But he didn't actually kill himself. It was the, the creativity that goes yeah. into making that kind of stuff. Love it. Um, what surprised you most in this novel? I'd say probably the plot twist again. Um, I would say, yeah, the plot twist. Or maybe the fact, maybe not the fact that Simon killed himself, but maybe the fact that why he killed himself. That was... That, that was messed up. Like, bringing other people down. Yeah, and he and it, it was the way that he said, well, honestly, I think they could have been more creative with, like, the mass shootings. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy is, is definitely... This? He was filled with hatred, too. And Janae said this, too. All he wanted to do was be the popular kids. All he wanted to do was be loved and have friends, but he didn't. So... But I definitely think a gossip app was definitely... Definitely not, not the way. way. I mean, you don't make friends by gossiping. You don't make friends by leaking their information. Yeah, I no. don't know what he thought he was going to get out of it. But, but definitely... Yeah, I don't know. Definitely not friends. Would you read this book again? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'd read any of my favorite books again. Especially because it's a pretty quick read. Um, it's not like as long as Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix or like Game of... Oh my god, Game of Thrones is so long. Game of Thrones um, is unnecessarily long. And the books aren't even the same as the actual TV show, so... Okay, we're know. not talking about... Game. Yeah, we're not talking about yeah. Game of Thrones right now. So, I... Honestly, this book was amazing, but I don't think I'd really read it again, because the joy in this book was... It was who so... Who done it? Yeah. It was the who done it. But now that, like, things... The, now I that think I suspense know... suspense is kind of gone. It's gone. I don't it, think... It's really not the same. There's any need to read it again. But if I had to, I would, but I don't think I'd voluntarily I read it like again. I feel like I wouldn't get the same thrill... It wouldn't be as, the same yeah. experience as before when I read it. Whereas if I'm reading Harry Potter again, I still I st- I get the same thrill as the magical world and everything. But yeah, also because and it's it's, it's not like of, it's a different world or anything. It's literally it's it's a high school that we all go to. Yeah, it's kind of biased, but it's for for me it's kind of biased because Harry Potter is my favorite series. But I'll take a different series. Maybe I don't know. I could read. The I could read Percy Jackson over and over and I, over. Okay. Yeah, I so love can I. I love Percy Jackson. I can read that over and over and over again because I still get the feeling of that world, mm-hmm. like the world development. But over here, it's kind of more contemporary. It's not contemporary, but it's like it's it has it has a contemporary um, vibe to it. But vibe, it's definitely, and it definitely mystery and it's also in the our mystery day and age. section. Um, so I. I feel like a lot of books in the mystery and thriller section can't be reread and reread and reread because at some point yeah. all the suspense goes out of these books. I, I would reread it again, but yeah. still. Um, what character did you relate to the most? Do you want to go first? Uh, no, you go. Okay, I'll go first. Um, I'd say Bronwyn. I think we're very similar because, you know, we both play piano. And I feel like I'm also pretty ambitious, even though I'm not a Southern why does Southern have to do... Okay, whatever. Um, I'm pretty ambitious myself. Uh, and I think I would, if I was in her position, I would want to conceal what I, what I did. And I definitely want to succeed. I mean, as anyone would, but I think, I think I, I, I'm most similar to her. What about you? I would say, I'm not insinuating that I'm popular or anything, Addie. Her friend group was so toxic. 
and oh my god are you throwing shade at your friend group no of course not but it's just like the way the people around her and i would say i'm definitely a mix of addy and bronwyn because you know all the immense pressure around you to do the best be the best and do it all the time and sometimes you just crack okay yeah but yeah i think pretty pretty quick response who who is your favorite character who is my favorite character nate i'd say either cooper or nate too because nate was like so stereo not he was so stereotypical like he's gonna be a bad boy mysterious boy but he was honestly one of the best he he could have put it on um he would have put himself on the line for any of these people, especially Bronwyn. And he was so respectful, too. He was, even though, yeah, I, I agree. He's also one of my favorite characters. I say Cooper is my favorite character because I think he was just a very sweet character in general. And he was not stereotyped at all, which I really like his character development, too. And I really liked how he would do anything and everything for his friends and loved ones. For example, when he saved Addie, I think that was a, his really big moment that he kind of showed his strong side. And I really enjoyed seeing... You know, a different side of... Yeah, seeing a different side of a really sweet character in this book. Yeah, Cooper so really was always a Cooper. Um, southern kind of... Yeah, and also good kid yeah. vibes. But I don't know, he gives me very cowboy hat vibes, so... He is. <laughs> um, I really loved him. So, yeah, anyways, thanks, guys, for listening to this yeah, week's this podcast. podcast was actually kind of short. And, uh, no, not short. Uh, maybe not, but it, it's shorter than the other ones. I don't know, um, but... And it has been... Sorry for being a little late this week for our five or six listeners or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, so thank you guys so much for watching. Always remember, you can DM us on Instagram for any books that you think or anything even though we have like a 40 book long tbr list please send us more suggestions we'd be happy to read them we'll they'll be in a year but (laughs) they'll be in our bio at two bookish girls or feel free to tweet me because uma doesn't really use twitter yeah i don't do the internet so underscore bookish (laughs) um okay bye guys okay bye bye